So can you get high from this product? No. Okay. I mean, you could get high from the sex that you might have and <laughs> a natural high, but no, no, it's not going to intoxicate whatsoever. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we welcome Dr. Alex Capano. She is the first U.S. clinician with a doctorate in cannabinoid science. She is also the chief science officer at Ananda Professional, the number one CBD brand recommended by pharmacists. She is also a senior fellow at Thomas Jefferson University and a board certified family nurse practitioner. Welcome to our show, Dr. Capano. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. And if please feel free to call me Alex anytime. <laughs> right, great. Well, you know, we really wanted to bring you on because we feel that this is a very important topic to talk about, especially when it comes to intimacy mm -hmm. and intimacy with couples. Uh, many times we, we run across couples who have a sexless marriage. Uh, we have couples that are having uh, just physical issues uh, with sex and intimacy. And so it really causes such a huge divide in relationships. Um, but before we go into that, we wanted to kind of get a little bit of background history on you. Kind of what, what prompted you to get into the field? Well, I practiced full-time for several years as a family NP. So primarily primary care, but I had a focus on sexual and reproductive health. I was actually the director of family planning and had a specialized gynecology clinic once a week. Um, so this was really the area of family practice that I found I was best at, most interested in, and was lacking maybe um, the like compassion, sensitivity, and openness uh, in medicine that uh, unfortunately, you know, there was a gap to fill, I guess. And then I also just had some professional moments where I felt that I didn't really have upward mobility. I was maybe getting a little bit bored with the, you know, repetition every day. So I decided to pursue a doctoral degree to, you know, get uh, more opportunity. And I wanted to do it in the science of cannabinoids or cannabis and the molecules that are within cannabis plants, because no one 
could really answer questions at the time for their patients. And that's still a problem today. Um, and no one really wanted to pursue it because there, it was so stigmatized, you know, all of a sudden, like, then you're the pot doctor and, you know, <laughs> is anyone going to take you seriously? And I felt that I had sort of never shied away from controversy. So I was willing to do it because I thought, you know, research and education and legitimacy would improve um, access, safety, and ideally health outcomes. And um, it was pretty serendipitous because right before I finished my doctorate, that's when the farm bill changed and really the market opened up. And, and these are products that are legal federally and, and available to everybody. So I had a lot more opportunity than I even thought I would going into it. So that's awesome that you were able to merge this kind of product and sexuality together. How did you come up with that idea? Well, you know, particularly for those with female bodies, uh, there's just an abundance of receptors for cannabinoids. So it's part of our endocannabinoid system on female sexual and reproductive tissues. Uh, same thing for people who are male, but um, it seemed like this was a very obvious therapeutic and or recreational target that was underutilized. Um, and it just made scientific sense. So I started to, you know, really pursue that inquiry further and further. And it was kind of a perfect marriage of my two areas of expertise and, and passion. Yeah. And I think a lot of women, especially are looking for something that is more natural. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about one of my clients or several of my clients have had, you know, where they where they're sort of frozen, closed, and they're having all sorts of interesting therapies like putting different sizes in them and stuff, but they're not yeah. mm -hmm. in that relaxing place, which I think is what that's what I experience using, you know, this product. Is that why you designed that? That's part of the reason is it really does help some of that mind body connection of not only relaxation, but also pleasure. So the formulation works in a number of different ways. And, and some of that is, you know, uh, pretty straightforward vasodilation. So basically opening up the blood vessels and allowing blood flow, which is going to increase sensitivity and arousal. But there's also a component where, yes, it's going to relax the body and mind, but there's um, what's called endogenous cannabinoids. So there are these neurotransmitters we all make in our body. And part of what CBD does, for example, is just increases the circulation of these natural cannabinoids we make on our own and prolongs their circulation in our body, really helps us get more bang for our buck with them. Uh, they're known as anandamide and 2-AG. And there was a study done a few years ago that showed that when a person achieves orgasm, um, it's actually a flood of these endogenous cannabinoids in their brain. And so if you can use something like CBD to sort of help you get to that point faster, because it's, it's helping to keep those circulating and you feeling really blissful, then um, to me, that just makes a whole lot of sense because it really is such a mind body connection. So not only is it relaxing you, but it's actually helping your brain get to the point where it needs to be for that you know, ultimate satisfaction. 
I was just going to kind of dial it back just for a second for the person out there that might be listening that doesn't really understand, you know, the terms cannabis, cannabinoid, CBD, THC, mm-hmm. you know, I was wondering if you can kind of talk a little bit about the misconceptions and differences. Absolutely. So I think we all understand what cannabis is. It is a plant that is has flowers rich in what's called cannabinoids. So I'll get to cannabinoids in a second, but I first want to differentiate that from a legal perspective, there are two different types or categories of cannabis plants. So you can have either a hemp plant, which is a cannabis plant, or you can have what is legally defined as marijuana, um, which is a term that's really steeped in a lot of uh, cultural and political baggage and and frankly, racism, to be honest. Um, So a lot of us don't really use the word marijuana because it can be offensive. So we're using cannabis and then calling hemp something different. But technically, hemp is cannabis. It's just a legal definition that um, is associated with the amount of THC. So THC is a cannabinoid. Again, those are these molecules that are found in the flowers of these plants. And those molecules interact with and modulate our endocannabinoid system in our body. We all have one and it's responsible for really a host of activities for every single day. And THC is the compound that intoxicates. So when you think about someone using cannabis to you know, get high, um, that's going to be primarily because of THC. So hemp plants have really low amounts of THC, uh, 0.3% or less, then they fall into that bucket. And then if a cannabis plant has higher THC, it is legally considered marijuana. Um, CBD is also a cannabinoid. It's very, very abundant in hemp plants. And it has all of this therapeutic potential and also I would say recreational, but it's not intoxicating. So that's the biggest difference. Basically, you can get some of that blissfulness, that relaxation and different therapeutic outcomes without the risk of intoxication or anxiety, paranoia, psychosis, some of those things that can come with THC. Um, so I think that answered all the questions. Do we define everything for everybody? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So can you get high from this product? No. Okay. I mean, you could get high from the sex that you might have and <laughs> a natural high, but no, no, um, it's not going to intoxicate whatsoever. Yeah, that was my experience, too. I just wanted to make that clear that this isn't for that it's for something else. yes yeah. and it is derived from hemp so it is federally legal it's it's um accessible to anyone in the u.s who wants to purchase it and you can carry it across state lines and take it on a plane and um as long as you meet the liquid criteria you won't have any problem <laughs> can you talk about the difference between the bliss and the endo um, relief the endo oh, relief sure. and the p is the other one's ph right so i'm just going to show flora balancing yes mm-hmm. so um i keep using this word which i right. i try not to use but it makes sense here so bliss the intimate oil was the flagship product that was something i wanted to create first and bring to market first because i deal in women's health and i feel like we just talk about pain and fertility and all of these different things. And it's, it's sort of frustrating. It's like, what about pleasure? 
you know, what about all the good stuff? And what about serving this need where there's really not options for many people, um, males, females either, but particularly for females, there's not a lot of options. Um, so this is part of someone's health and well-being. Let's address that and let's help people to have fun and get back to or even achieve, you know, for the first time, something that's that's going to make them really happy. So the intimate oil is, I call it recreational, because the point is to improve satisfaction and uh, ideally achieve orgasm more easily, uh, more often, and in a stronger way. So that is what it's for. It is for increasing pleasure in sexual activity. Um, and I don't think there's, you know, anything wrong with that, but it is quite stimulating. So it's not necessarily something most people would want to use all day, every day while they're walking around because, <laughs> it, because it's quite stimulating. It's really for that purpose. Um, the other two products in the line are for more therapeutic um, outcomes. The Endo Relief Cream is really, really concentrated and a very straightforward formula. And that is um, used intravaginally and is for someone who's experiencing a lot of pain, you know, and it's thick. And so it's kind of on those days where you're having pain that makes you want to curl up in a ball, use the product, curl up in a ball for 10 minutes because it could be a little messy. And then hopefully it's going to, it kicks in pretty quickly. But that is certainly for therapeutic uses. And then flora balancing gel is very interesting. I think it has a lot of different targets. So yes, it has your cannabinoids in there. Um, also has some ingredients to sort of um, redensify the tissue if someone has an issue with that for a number of reasons, whether it's hormonal or um, they're prone to infection or maybe they went through something like chemo. Um, but it also has this nice prebiotic from chicory root to balance the microbiome of the vagina, which is really delicate and really important. So if someone's prone to things like BV, bacterial vaginosis or yeast infections, maybe they just have like constant irritation or odor, um, restoring that flora, the good flora, is a really nice natural way to prevent them from needing medications often um, that could honestly sometimes can cause the issue to get worse. Um, and then another way that folks use it, um, which makes a lot of sense to me, is a lot of feminine hygiene products are not actually great for the microbiome of the vagina and can cause some of these issues, but it's part of someone's routine. It's part of someone's self-care. And I remember talking to patients and saying, look, you really don't need to use this. Your, your vagina is a self-cleaning oven. You know, it's fine. You don't need to be using these products. Um, and I learned that behavior change is really hard. And for some people that was a ritual. It was something that made them feel good. It made them feel sexy. Maybe their partners expected it. You know, they had learned it. So stopping that was difficult. So I wanted to create something that they could still have that moment for themselves without causing any harm, something that is going to actually improve the health of their sexual organs and their vagina, um, as opposed to hurt it. So a lot of different ways and, and opportunities to use flora balancing gel 
but um, it sort of sits in that middle between, you know, recreational and, and strictly therapeutic. Yeah, I've noticed too that um, some women are a little bit leery because there have been so many poorly made products on the market that are not natural and have caused them to come out of balance. So is there any, yeah. And causing um, their pH to change, which can also cause the balance to change. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a, it's a delicate dance. You have to <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a hypothyroid. And so I was using the endocrine for that. I I'm beyond those days of, you know, period cramps, but um, I found it really lovely for that. And it, it does something nice where you sort of, um, your brain doesn't jump around so much, I would say, mm -hmm. you know, like you're not so focused on, oh, I got to get this done or that done. You're like much more able to be present and relaxed. I agree. Mm -hmm. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And I, I think you articulated that so well. It's, it's something I, I might have to, I'll credit you, but I might have to steal that, <laughs> but it really is about, about being present. Um, and, and, you know, just being in the moment. Yeah, because the female brain, that's how it works, right? It's multitasking all the time. So it's always listening for I, something else. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I have twins. I have a dog. I've got a cat. I've got work. My brain's always in a million different places. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to slow it down. sometimes. I had someone ask me the question about um, she has HPV. Mm -hmm. And what is, so she was really concerned about using it and, you know, like how that would interact. Do you have any information on that? No, I mean, I have no concerns about someone with HPV using any of these products. There's a little bit of literature um, that suggests CBD and some other cannabinoids actually may have antiviral properties and potential. Uh, I certainly say that we need uh, more robust science to feel more uh, strongly about that or to substantiate it. But with everything, all of the data that we do have and everything that I've researched over the years, it, if anything, may have a little bit of antiviral potential. Um, but on the other hand, I, I would assume it's it's neutral, not going to irritate, not going to cause um, any sort of, you know, flare if it's a different sort of viral issue like HSV. But for HPV, no, it's not going to um, perpetuate any uh, dysfunction or um, issues as far as, you know, risk of cervical cancer. You know, many times we run into couples who uh, are going th through infertility, you know, mm -hmm. and they go through IVF and intimacy becomes almost like a, a job. Or a oh, tool. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering if there's any interaction uh, with these products uh, for couples that might be going through that. So theoretically, there could be, although I'm quite skeptical that Either way, it would make a meaningful difference. So those endogenous cannabinoids I mentioned earlier, they're neurotransmitters. Um, one of them, anandamide, that your anandamide level peaks during successful ovulation. And again, CBD is going to increase that level. So if you're trying to ovulate successfully, whether um, 
you know, you're doing it the, the old fashioned way, the freeway, or you're trying to, you know, maximize ovulation before a retrieval with IVF, um, then CBD would potentially help increase that. Although again, I'm not sure it really makes any meaningful change. Um, then we see on the other side that implantation of a, a fertilized egg. So implantation of an embryo into the uterus, that's when an on-demand levels tend to be at their lowest. So if someone was, you know, doing IVF, you're going to know when that implantation would potentially happen, then those would be days not to use um, any sort of cannabinoid product. Again, I think that might be a stretch, but I want to give people all the information to make their decisions. Can you overuse this product? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of jumping there like, well, I mean, there might be some other things that come from overuse. You might be a little sore, but you know, no. <laughs> so we do a couple's weekend retreat and we gave out, you know, you have these uh, packs with the samples oh, yeah, in it. Yeah, little sachets. Yep, which are awesome. Isn't that such a fun word, sachet? Sachets. <laughs> and they're sachets. fabulous for travel. Oh, they're good yes. travel. Yeah. Because traveling and having something that's containable and doesn't, you know, leak out under pressure is fabulous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was really fun. And so one of the exercises that we did have them do is um, they had to do like an essential oil massage. And then if they chose to, they could also... Go further. go further and use this product. Mm -hmm. And the feedback we got was tremendous. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear it. All the women were just like, ah, because we got to meet separately without the guys. Mm -hmm. And there's just so not so much stuff for women. Yeah. And everything that they try to help women with is sort of like more guy stuff. And then you're just like, yep. oh, here's one more thing. Yeah, let's just I don't fit into that box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the feedback is incredible. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. And you know, one of the things about this product is sure, if you really want to jump into it right away, um, that's fine. But ideally, you know, you, you give yourself like 10, 15 minutes to kind of really let it kick in and feel the effects. And I think that suggestion, that's that pause is really nice because it gives couples the opportunity to ramp up and, and, you know, maybe re-engage in foreplay that they might be ignoring. Um, so I, you know, that's not the intention of why we say, you know, ideally you're going to sort of maximize hit that peak in 10, 15 minutes. Um, but I, I do think it's a nice opportunity to remind and, and sort of give purpose of, Hey, let's wait. And typically that's, you know, better for everybody. <laughs> Right. I think that's a great point. You know, um, it, it really gives you that partnership feel to it, you know, versus going into the bathroom and having to take a blue pill or going to the bathroom and get yourself ready for your partner. But this is really something that partners can come together and really slow that that intimate experience down so that it can be that connection that it's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think it also um, not just intensifies the experience, but the uh, the brain chemistry effects for the next like half hour of those bonding chemicals. They just seem mm -hmm. to make you feel so much closer to your partner even afterwards. So it, that, I'm so glad you brought that up because 
here's me just talking about neurotransmitters. So oxytocin, right? That's like orgasm and, you know, the cuddle, love, connection, hormone or neurotransmitter. Um, and there's this study out of, I think it's UC Irvine. It might be UC Davis, but they um, increased uh, oxytocin. And you can do that again through cannabinoids. And they saw, you know, that the rodents were uh, having fewer depression and anxiety responses, but they also noticed what they called improved cage mate relationships, <laughs> which I loved as a, as a phrase. Like, Cause I was like, who doesn't want better, you know, cage mate relationships, especially right now we're all caged up together for so long. Um, but I, I agree. And, and, and there's actually, you know, scientific evidence to back that up. Thanks to the researchers who did that. So what you mentioned is it's all connected. Yeah, we try to, I mean, you would not be happy to hear how little sex people are having long-term married couples and how little they're actually just touching each other, just affection wise. And all that touch lowers that anxiety and depression and makes you feel like safer in the world and more connected. And, um, and there's absolutely no unpleasant side effects. So I don't know why people aren't touching each other. I know. It's like, just try it. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel better. Yeah. Is there any like cutting edge research going on right now when it, in the in the area of cannabinoid science? Yes. Um, so this earlier this year, uh, I heard from a really you know not to sound too intense, but it's true. He's a prolific researcher um, who's now based in Australia. And he was interested in looking at cannabinoids for different uh, gynecological disorders. And obviously I am, and he's got the lab and the expertise to really run these, um, these tests. So we partnered. And first I wanted to look at endometriosis because it's so common and there's really not great treatments. And it really disrupts quality of life. Certainly sex can be really painful. It can, um, it's often associated with infertility. And we started looking at endometriosis and we found that um, our extract actually just obliterated it uh, and then had the idea to expand that research into different gynecological cancers that don't have good treatments and are really um, often not detected until later stages. There's not great screening. And it obliterated all of that as well. So um, we have looked at 31 patients so far this year and are going to expand and just filed uh, four patents on uh, this research because it was better than any of us anticipated. Uh, and, and Dr. Pradeep Tanwar is, is the PI in Australia on it. And, you know, he said to me, I didn't think there was any problem with people using cannabinoids. I just didn't think it actually had any legitimate benefit. Like maybe it improved quality of life here and there, which is important, but I did not anticipate this. And he called himself a convert, which was the biggest compliment ever. I was like, wow. Yes. But, but I'm really excited because, you know, these 
these are problems we don't have, you know, solutions for. And um, it's going to be a long road. It's it's certainly early stages, but it's it's moving faster than we anticipated, and the um, results we're seeing are far better than than we could have hoped for. So. And is that with any of the products or is there a specific one that you would recommend for someone with that? Um, well, it depends sort of on a number of factors, kind of, you know, like I said, that endo relief cream is, is the most concentrated, but, mm-hmm. uh, can be a little messy. So, you know, that might be something that someone wants to use at night and they can use the flora balancing gel, um, during the day and intimate moments bliss because the active is the extract, and that's consistent throughout. You know, it's the other formulations and some other um, sort of performance ingredients that change the effects um, and the concentrations a little different across them. But ultimately, the active is the same, and that's what we've we've been testing on all of the participants in this study so far. That's awesome. That's really, really fascinating. Yeah, we did try a different product before we met Bliss, and. Um, it it was underwhelming sadly we were really Mm. hopeful on it It, and it was a person who was just getting it to the market yeah and you know what it what the difference was it sort of felt like you went kind of numb where it couldn't feel and i've never had that experience with this product which is awesome so yeah i'm like no that's it should do the opposite you know i had an experience where i went to actually to dispensaries. This was in a, an estate where there's recreational cannabis. And I just wanted to see like what other products were there, what my experiences uh, were with them and uh, what else was on the market. And so I bought this, this product that would have, you know, would be considered, I guess, a, a competitor within the same category as the bliss intimate oil. And um, was, was underwhelmed. And then tested it and it actually had no cannabinoids in it. So it was mislabeled and that does happen. And I, you know, it's, and it's a brand that, um, markets really well, you know, they've, they have really creative, great, effective marketing people. So people know it well, but I, you know, ultimately whatever they're doing, it may be unintentional and they just don't know how to keep stability over time. They don't do stability Mm -hmm. testing, but there was, there was actually no active in it in the end. So, you know, I think that brings up a great question because CBD is everywhere. You see signs everywhere, Mm -hmm. probably go into a gas station get some CBD gummies or something. You know, what should the general public know about those products out there? What CBD or what, where should they get the real stuff? So CBD is, an unregulated market, um, which I feel like people don't realize it's not, it's not even like vitamins or supplements. It's not regulated yet. Um, even though it's legal. So it's, it's in this sort of limbo and, you know, we often call it the wild west. And so what that means is that a company can slap on their label that they have, you know, 200 milligrams in their product when in fact they only have 50 or maybe they have zero. Um, That's gotten a little bit better over the last few years, but it's still not where it should be. And then another part is that um, cannabis plants are great for the earth, 
because they pull contaminants from the soil. But if they pull contaminants from the soil, you want to make sure that those are not in your end product. So you need to not only test for potency, but also purity, and then understand things like, you know, shelf life and stability and do those studies. So there's sort of a lot of science and chemistry behind it to make a quality product. It's, it's not something that's easy just for everybody to do. And so you want a company that has transparency. They've done those tests and they've done those tests with a lab that is reliable. And I, I don't know really how to teach people how to look for a reliable lab, but just make sure that, you know, it doesn't say like, uh, have the same address as the manufacturer because it's not a third-party <laughs> lab. Um, and they should make those, those results really easy to find. So don't just take their word for it that they're doing all of these testing um, and you shouldn't have to like email them and track them down. It, it should be really easy to access. So with all of our products, we have a QR code on them. And you can scan the QR code. It takes you right to our, what's called a certificate of analysis lookup tool. And every product has a lot number or batch number. And you just type in the batch number that's right by the QR code. And you can get all the reports and you can see the full, you know, seed to shelf transparency and process. And again, I know that's not that sexy, but we want to, you know, put things in our bodies that we feel are safe and high quality. And also we don't want to waste our money um, and feel taken advantage of because it's like, you know, it's consent. It's really part of consent. Um, so, you know, have, have a company where it's very easy to track that down. And if you don't want to do um, all of that very <laughs> frustrating legwork and due diligence, then, you know, go to a source that you really trust. You know, if, if your listeners are coming to you guys, you, you know how to vet that, you know, your professionals and also, you know, pharmacists are going to do that as well. So the, particularly the, the independent pharmacies, um, sort of the mom and pop pharmacies, um, they're doing a really good job owning this market, vetting products, knowing how to recommend them, um, and really being the go-to resource in their communities for CBD, um, more than other healthcare providers. And I love my gas station. They, you know, fill up my tank, <laughs> but uh, probably not the best place for, for vetting ultimately what, what is a, a health product. Do they have a shelf life and how long is that? Yep. Well, it depends. So it depends on a number of things. And if it's not packaged in the right material or with the right color, um, cannabinoids can degrade very quickly. All of our products have at least two year um, shelf life, most of them longer, but that's how long we do our stability studies for. because We got to get them out the door. And typically <laughs> that's plenty of time for people to go through a product. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I just kind of want to, you know, really reemphasize what you were saying is the FDA is not requiring you to do all those tests and to have mm -mm. all of that information. No. This is something that you are doing so that you are making sure your integrity shows through with all of the products that you get. Yes, exactly. Um, it's it's really a self-regulated market and we want to be the leaders of, mm -hmm. of setting the bar really high and um, have other people hopefully follow suit, you know, what is it? The rising tide 
raises all ships or something. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> yes, and your products are only available through professionals and pharmacists currently. Is that correct? Yes, but there we do have e-commerce now um, because honestly, pharmacies in particular have been very busy or closed for um, obvious reasons in the last 18 months. So we wanted to make sure that folks were able to access easier and, and answered that uh, while still collaborating with our professionals um, so they can they can get it online as well. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it, this these products will be available on couplesynergy.com. Yeah, and I just want to say we're going to um, interview three couples that have used this product <gasps> that are really excited to come on and talk about it. So we'll let oh you know gosh, when that I airs too. Wait, yes. <laughs> yeah, they've asked us <laughs> yeah. to be on the podcast oh, cool. to talk about I love it. So, that. Yeah. You just made my day. <laughs> yeah, everything about this is fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is there anything else that uh, the public out there should know about you know these products first of all, or cannabinoid science in general? Um, I would say specifically the intimate oil, um, if you are someone who is not female, not female bodied, you can certainly still benefit from them. I think we, we focus on women because there's not a lot of options. Um, and frankly, there is a better opportunity just because of, um, density of receptors. Um, but you don't, you know, anyone can benefit. And I've also gotten a lot of questions about, you know, rectal use as well. Is that safe? Is that okay? And it absolutely is. You know, it was made for um, whatever type of sex people are um, interested in, in having that day. So no parts of the body are off limit. No parts are off limit. <laughs> I also have gotten a, is it edible? And it's like, well, it's safe if but I am not, I would not recommend like downing a bottle of it, <laughs> but it's fine to, to ingest a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have one question that kind of came up. Would any of this show up on a drug test if they were using the intimate oil? Good question. No. And, um, it does have a very small amount of THC in it. That is again, federally legal, not going to intoxicate. Um, but that delivery is really not going to get any of that up into the bloodstream. Um, if you use certain CBD products, even derived from hemp orally, if you're ingesting them, that is something that can make people fail a, a drug test. So I just, I know we're not talking about that, but I just want to make sure right. that people do know and, you know, ask the questions about the product. If you, if you don't, know if that's one of them that can do it um but using the intimate products app will not make you fail a drug test no and topical products will not make you fail a drug test awesome that's great information mm -hmm. yeah well dr capano we want to thank you so much for being on our podcast today this has been very informative and i think all of our listeners are going to be you know on the edge of their seat <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> Oh, thanks so much for having me. And I can't wait to hear the couples and their experience. Well, Send yeah. it to my mom. Say, I'm so proud. <laughs> look what I, look what I did. <laughs> and it, it is kind of fun, you know, when people come over and we, part of the podcast, we interview couples about their story and we always give them a sample. And then I always get a nice text later, like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
want to wholeheartedly thank you for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as the Home Study Course, Relationship One the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.